Hey, y'all, you know we're trying to get it together. And I'm sorry that the first thing you heard was Tunchi over here asking where our music is. We are working on some things, Tunchi. All the magic doesn't just happen at once. It's a it's a progress. It progressively happens. Okay. So let's just start over. Hey, y'all. <laughs> hey, y'all. Here we are on the rec yard again. And <laughs> I have Brittany in the background saying 106 hoes. <laughs> um, so I'm Marcy Marie here on the rec yard and I'm Tucci. 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 We are here on the rec yard today and somebody is coming to rec with us. Somebody special. Because we had to have a part two for the Prison Pen Pals, y'all. When we first aired the Prison Pen Pal podcast episode, there was somebody commenting saying, I need in on this show. I'm, you know, my, my baby daddy was my Prison Pen Pal. I need this. And we could not tell who it was. And I was scared just to have her hop on because... <laughs> Y'all, we never know. I can see right. ugly comments in some of my videos and I can just imagine like, sure, having somebody pop on that we have no clue and it's some some crazy, crazy person. Stuff. <laughs> I mean, crazier than us, right? So yeah. um, I know her as Peaches. She That was her nickname in prison. TikTok knows her as Pretty Jones Girls 7. And I'm going to try to put her, oh, that's what's missing is our little stuff at the bottom. <laughs> well, I don't know why. I don't know why it's not there, but I'm going to add at least her handle to that a little bit later so you guys can follow her there. Um, and her name is Chanel. And what else, Tunch? Anything? Let's get her on here. Let's get her on. Let's, let's do it. Let's, let's, talk a, let's talk more prison pen pal stuff. Chanel. Hey. <laughs> Hi, honey. We're so glad to see you. Thanks for coming on. And um, I, I, I gave Jennifer the warning that um, there is someone else that resides there in your home with you that that might make an appearance. So <laughs> I'll just let everyone everyone know that. Um, so Chanel has a one-year-old running around, so she may or may not. She's <laughs> occupied right now. So Peaches and I did time together on the Dr. Lane Murray unit, and she was actually, we didn't know each other when I first got incarcerated, but she was on the unit when I first got there. She had done a little more time than me. Um, how much time did you do, Peaches? 16 and a half. 16 and a half. So she had a good little stretch. She got out a little bit before me and I, I came home and saw her on Facebook. We, we connected on social media, um, encouraged each other. We, I knew that she was pregnant at that time, excited for her. Um, my girlfriend and I, who had, my, she knows my girlfriend from Lane Murray as well, watched her belly grow and her pictures. And then when the baby was born and then we got to meet the baby and never, you know, you don't really ask who, who's the baby daddy. You don't, you don't do that. Right. <laughs> so, um, so I didn't know, but, but who's the baby daddy? Who's the baby um, daddy? <laughs> so the baby daddy is someone I met when I was in the County. Um, we started off as pen pals um, and we stayed pen pals for quite a while. Uh, we pen pal. We did our little three way through family members because we both ended up doing time. Wait, um, county, county. So at the beginning of your sentence, sixteen and a half years before you got out of prison, that's when you started writing. We started writing. Yes, that's when we started writing. Um, he ended up falling off. So falling off means basically like he gets. Well, when he got out, um, he stopped writing. Um, well, he ended up getting locked up again. <laughs> so when he got locked up again, he found a way to write me. He had somebody look me up, and we started back pen paling again. Um, 
he got out again before me because I did that long stretch. Um, he got out again before me. Um, I believe he got out in 2018, 2017 or 2018. And he fell off again. So, of course, I'm still locked up. Like, that don't bother me. I had so many pen pals come write me and fall off. So, it really wasn't an issue. I just, at the time, we just was friends. So, we just helped each other pass our time, basically. It was nothing romantic at all about it. We just were cool. Um, when I got released, I got released in 2020. Um, and I, I was I was on house arrest for three months. I couldn't get out. I couldn't really move around or anything. Well, as soon as I got off house, uh, my monitor, I got up out of my auntie house and moved out of my own. <laughs> and I ended up moving up the street from him, not knowing it at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one day he drove by and I was outside with my dog. And he stopped and he was like, hey, I know you. Because we had shared pictures. And I, at first I was looking at him just like, okay, I think he's somebody that's trying to holler at me and I don't want to talk. So I'm just mugging him. <laughs> just looking at him crazy. Oh my God, here we go. Thank you. My baby didn't buy me an egg roll. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so you you had been riding this man on and off. He had mm-hmm. been in and out of the system during this time. And you're telling me, honestly, it's me and you here. You did mm-hmm. not know you were moving next to this I guy. Never saw, I, no, guy. he lived it. I never saw him, like. And at the time, I worked at nights, so I slept all day. So really, the only time, the day I moved in, basically, it, I, I'm not just hanging out outside. Like, I, it was summertime, too. I went, It's hot. I had the luxury of AC, so I'm not hanging out outside anymore. So, um, I, yeah, most of the time, I slept during the day because I worked at night. And I never knew it until he just drove by and stopped in front of the house one day and was like, hey, I know you. And I was like, no, you don't know me. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, he was like, no, I know you. He was like, I know your face from somewhere. He's like, what's your name? And I'm like, what's your name? So um, he gave me a nickname, though. He didn't, didn't tell me his real name. And I could only, I only knew him by his real name from pen piling. So... I was like, no, nah, I don't know nobody by that name. He was like, man, I know you from somewhere. So I was like, look, I'm busy. I don't want to talk. So basically, I blew him off. Well, I guess he went home and he thought that. So he caught me outside another day. And so he was like, oh, he was like, so he said my real name. And I was just like, oh my God, it's a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking you get out of prison and now this guy's been making drive-bys in your house, by your house and calling you. I'm thinking, I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to have to move. Like, oh my God, what is going on? He's like, Janelle. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, and of course, initially I stop and turn around and look because that's my name. Um, He's like, I knew I knew you from somewhere. And I was like, what? He was like, it's me. It's Brandon. So I'm like, Brandon, Brandon who? So he said his last name and I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay. So we ended up talking or whatever. um, And we started hanging out for like every day. Like if when we weren't at work or uh, busy or something, we was hanging out. And one thing led to another and... Brown chicken, brown cow. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That, that, that good old, good old stuff. but yeah, we we got in. Uh, we had a serious relationship, and then it went sour. But we got an angel. Well, during your incarceration, riding back and forth with him, it was never romantic. Not at all. You guys just connected on a friendship level, mm-hmm. keeping it each was- other company. Yeah, and it was crazy because like I would have girls write him too. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like I was having other girls write him. Like 
on funny stuff. Like, I'm like, yeah, I just was like the homegirl trying to hook him up with people. So I'm, I'm curious, uh, just so when, um, when, when was the moment y'all, when you got out and you realized who he was and, and y'all were hanging out, like, when was the moment, like, you realized, hey, maybe, maybe I like him more than just a pen pal friend that I had all these years? Was it, was know, it a I weird transition, just, transition or was it just natural? I get. I want to say it was natural, like, because we just always naturally just had a good connection. Like, we could always talk. We can always communicate. Like, and we had long conversations. Like, that's not something I can do with everybody. Um, And just the fact that we just clicked like that and it came so naturally, like, it just, it just happened. Like, it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a dynamic there, right? When you're getting to know somebody through the mail like that, it does feel almost, uh, you talked about that a little bit in our first episode, um, Jennifer, how you, you, it feels like, you know, somebody and also in the same breath, you don't know them at all. Right. It's a real interesting dynamic when you've never met somebody in person and your entire relationship has been based on through the mail. Yeah. Um, Peaches, I want to make sure that some people, we've gotten a couple comments saying that they're having trouble hearing you. And so okay. sometimes with your ear pod, if you take one out and put it near your mouth, <laughs> it looks silly, <laughs> but uh, it might help. Um, so Steve Ford is on here. He said he had three years riding an inmate in Carswell, um, which is a federal prison here in Texas. I sent her many, many books via Amazon, paid for her kids to visit, um, video visit two times a week. Um, he met her on a pen pal website. And on her release, he bought her a car. And so he's following up saying, is this common to use people on the outside? So Steve, she must not have, you guys must not have had a relationship then, I guess, when she got out. Is that what you're saying? And I'm just curious because I wonder if it might not have been a situation where she was necessarily had that intention but got out and it, and it just wasn't right for her for some other reason. Um, and I'm not saying, I don't know, I have, I haven't a clue. Right. But I just want to put that out there as a possibility. This is his. So what do you girls? I, I, I'm, I would love to answer this and hear what Peaches has to say too, because she did a lot of time. Right. So, you know, I, I know this is, I hate that that happened to you, Steve. I, I really do. Um, it's it's really hard to survive on the outside. I mean, on the inside without outside support. Your life is super miserable um, when you don't have any type of outside support, especially if you have children, right? And your kids may be uh, somewhere in, in other homes and, and maybe you don't have a good relationship with the, their guardians at the time, right? So women do what they have to do to survive. And, and women have done that for thousands of years. Okay. And I'm not saying it's right. Her behavior's right. Um, but it is a matter of survival um, to be able to provide your kids with things and visits and uh, to have a car when you get out, to have some type of stability. And, you know, I know a lot of women that they have, very similar relationships with their pen pals while they're on the inside with no intention of ever following through with that relationship when they get home, which can be very dangerous for everybody involved. Uh, and, and I, I just want you to understand that it, it feels very personal. And again, not to justify her behavior, but it is a matter of survival. And sometimes that's all a woman has on the inside. So what, what would you say, uh, Peaches, that, you know, how, because he, he wants to know is if this is common and I'm going to say, yes. yeah, yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, it is common. Um, it's very common because as you said, that's, that's some people's means to survive. Um, they have no support outside. So 
they're looking to find the support of somebody that'll help them. Um, you do have some people, though, that do actually genuinely get to know their pen pals and they move forward. I know someone who, I, one of my close friends, um, she, she married a pen pal and had a baby by him, too. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, it's po- it's definitely possible to move forward with relationships, but a lot of times it's just something to do. It's something to pass the time. That's what I was trying to think, like calculate in my head the difference. Like uh, that happens in the free world also. It's not right. just through a pen right. pal situation. Right. People um, abuse their, their relationship or use people for whatever reasons. Um, I really hate that this happened to you, Steve. And I kind of feel it like it's a little bit of a roll of the dice because we did see people form actual relationships, Mm -hmm. friendships, um, that were not, I mean, Jen, you talked about your pen pal a little bit, you know, you, you had a pen pal relationship and it was genuine Um, and I just think that that's kind of any type of dating somebody is a roll of the dice. If you're entering into a relationship with someone that you don't know their history or their background, you don't know what could happen. Right. (laughs) Well, and it's so much easier, you know, um, you're, you, you live in this space of fantasy. You really do right? You live in this, this fantasy of what the other person, that other person exists in your mind based on those letters, you know, and, and Marcy's right. Like this happens in the world too, but, but the dynamics of one person being in prison and the other being on the outside, there's this, there's so much space in there to create a story. Um, And like Peach said, there, we do know people like I have a successful, um, um, situation, a uh, friendship uh, with, with, with someone who wrote me for, you know, 10, almost 10 years, uh, you know, and, and it certainly was just us getting to know each other and, and spending time with each other through the mail. Um, and we were able to kind of stumble through that once I got out because it's, you know, like Jesse had talked about it, it, it's really complicated getting to know someone who you think, you know, but you really don't. Um, and, you know, my best friend married her uh, pen pal and has a beautiful life. Um, but certainly more often than not, it's, you know, a means of survival for the people on the inside. I wanted I highlighted this comment again because um, Chris Cedarberg uh, is a trans man that um, did time on the hobby unit. And um, he's saying that he saw that a lot of times. And I wanted to make sure and put his name up there because you guys can follow him on all of his social media platforms as well. He has a very positive um, platform. So and then I wanted to say what Linda May She's asking, how do men find the inmate's name or existence while the women are incarcerated? Prison pen pal sites. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, when Peaches, you, you, you know, you mentioned your pen pal, which sounds a lot like Lori's situation when she talked mm-hmm. about hers, um, you know, being in the county jail and kind of sort of seeing, a, you know, a guy or a girl and kind of staying in touch with, with one another. Um, you know, there's that dynamic. Marcy talked about, you know, her prison pen pal was through ministry, uh, was an older lady from your grandma's church, right? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's a great way to find pen pals, but predominantly um, mm-hmm. people find through pen pal websites. Uh, my friend put me on a pen pal. It was called rideaprisoner.com and it was a gift. And I said, okay, well, I mean, I'll, I'll try it out. I mean, why not? Um, you know, but I made clear, I don't, I don't want to correspond with men. I'm only looking for female friendships because I'm the big lesbian. So I don't want men writing me. And I saw over the years, the kind of unsolicited uh, peaches. I don't know if you remember when um, TDCJ would allow pornography in and allow pictures in that, and the men would just send unsolicited 
absolutely horrific stuff. And I was like, I don't want that from anybody. And so, um, you know, I just put on my profile that I was interested in, in corresponding with women and, uh, I, and men didn't write me. I, I had quite a few women that wrote me and, um, that, that one, uh, lasted, uh, throughout the years, but it's pretty easy to just find somebody on a website. Imagine going to mail call. They call your name Simmons and I go and I'm so excited to get mail and I'm like, oh, it's it's somebody new. I'm so excited. And I open up and it's a picture of somebody's wang. Nobody <laughs> that to, happens. And that happens to me on Snapchat all the time. I've stopped opening messages on Snapchat. <laughs> it's horrible. Why do people do that? It's insane. Okay, I, I do. I have one video clip. I don't know if it's okay. going to work. Sometimes well, they work. Are Sometimes you sharing they screen this time or you, um, did you upload it? No, I uploaded okay. it again well, because I want to use the technology that has been made available to us in the right okay. way. Um, and so if, if it's not going to hurt us, if, but it, it kind of also is another way that people meet prison pen pals and, um, and it's a video. It's my video. It's one of mine. <laughs> Let's see if I can make it work. Oh, wait. I've already messed up. Oh, man. I have already seriously messed up. But hold on. Hold on. Okay. We're Are you there? Building okay. the anticipation as, as we wait. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, for real. Here we go. It may or may not. And it's okay. not going. Hey y'all, my brother-in-law's on video visit, Britt's brother, he's got something to tell y'all. What's up y'all, I'm coming from the former unit, I'm looking for a couple of pen pals, that's my little time, you know what I'm saying, I want you to get my info to y'all. So y'all get in my um, comment sections, if y'all want to write my brother-in-law, he uh, is good company, and we'll talk to y'all later. That's one so, way to do it. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. That was one of my TikTok stories. And um, he did get some pen pals from that. And um, several ladies um, wrote him. And I think that they have all fallen off now. <laughs> he's asked me um, to put him on a, a ride a prisoner um, because he's just looking for some company. So um so if you want to write my brother-in-law, go ahead and just uh, contact me on any of my social media platforms <laughs> and I will send you his information. There, CJ, I did it. I did it. I love you, CJ. <laughs> well, you know, Marcy, this is a great point is that because when I'm on TikTok and my algorithm is not just cats and Taylor Swift, it's prison. And, uh, you know, I get a lot of the, you know, there's, they're just, they're, people that are in prison and they're, they're ads. They're, you know, write this person. And, and I thought, well, that's a really creative way to, to start doing this um, than just relying on the website. So, you know, yeah, just I, hope one he, I hope he gets, I hope he gets people that stick around. And, and, you know, and, and Peaches had mentioned this earlier about, you know, when, when people fall off and what that means is that, you know, people write for a while, uh, and even those of us that get out, right? Like, and we know what it's like in there. We do our best to stay connected, but it gets real. Well, I think for us, it's harder because of the trauma. And, and even when girls call me and I hear the guards screaming in the background, I am so stressed out and they get mad at me because I might not answer for a week or two because I can't handle it. But um, it's hard for us to stay connected. And, you know, I had a couple of pen pals that were writing, um, at the same time, my my golden pen pal, <laughs> I won't use her name, um, you know, she wrote me, but she wrote me pretty in-depth, thoughtful pages, you know, like real letters here. Um, the the other women that, that wrote for a while and they stuck around for a couple of months, but they ended up just falling off. So you you may get a whole bunch at first when you put your ad on, mm -hmm. but you, you start to weed through them um, and you end up with maybe one or two. Uh, that actually stick around. So <laughs> I wanted to make sure I see the people that are on here. Remy, hi. Marie, hi. Y'all, thanks for stopping in. We appreciate hey, y'all so much. Um, Marie, you Chanel, hair. 
<laughs> oh, did she? In, in yeah, she prison? Was a, yeah, she was a beauty shop uh, girl. At Mountain so. View? Yes. Yeah, our beauty shop really wasn't ever open. I'm sorry. We here did we time go. On a real I'm unit. Chanel and I did time go. on a real unit. Um, Linda yeah. May's asking: Are all the letters pre-read by prison staff? They're scanned. Yeah. Now, I, I want to remind y'all, since y'all are talking shit to me about the difference between Lane Murray and Mountain View. So y'all's letters get scanned because there's so many of y'all and they're scanning, trying to get through the mail. Our mail room, girl, oh they got that. their coffee and their cookies from commissary next door. And they are like, listen to this, listen to so-and-so. Uh, uh, -so. She writing this man in uh, Kentucky. Listen to what she said. I am so beautiful. I can't wait. And so we're in there getting their trash or cleaning or sweeping or whatever, even though we weren't supposed to be in there. But, you know, they were not always the most productive. Um, and we would hear them reading our letters to each other, to, to themselves and laughing and making fun of us that I told my special pen pal uh, when we were talking about some more personal stuff. And she just asked me a question and I was like, I, I kind of feel like maybe where this might be going, but girl, I knew it just died before it even started and it, because I was so terrified of the mailroom reading something that I wrote that was maybe that was, sexual what? That was like sexual or romantic or, or describing how we live our lives in there uh in ways that could be made fun of and, and just the thought of it I, I just couldn't do it because it, it was a small unit and they knew who i was and so it just i just couldn't do it so y'all were lucky y'all got your letters scanned that mail room at mountain view baby it was to the t they sit and read them letters to each other well chanel you mentioned three-way mail um, which is, you know, inmates are not allowed to write each other, um, but they we have ways we go around that, and it's it's against the rules. And if it gets caught, you can get in trouble. Have any of y'all's mail ever got caught up that way? Mm -hmm. So what happened? <laughs> okay, what happened? so normally, okay, so I wrote like. Like I, if somebody like left the unit or and went to another unit, like um, I had a girlfriend, um, she got a unit transfer because I beat her up, and <laughs> she says, "Yeah, I beat her up." So she got that's it. a whole nother <laughs> show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she got a unit transfer. Well, of course, I had to use somebody from the outside to send her mail. Well, when she wrote me back. Uh, the mail got caught up in the mail room. So there was like no third party, no inmate to inmate correspondence. So they sent me a letter. I mean, they'll come. <clears throat> no, they called me to the mail room. Um, I had to sign the paper saying um, no inmate to inmate correspondence, no three-way mail. Um, and they also send a copy of that to the address on the envelope for whoever three-way the mail. Um, I got a couple of them. Like, and I always threaten, like, if you do it again, then uh, we'll put you on the um, do not write list where they can't write you anymore. So I still did it. I didn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, that's all you look forward to, like, every day, you know, everybody, mail call, everybody mm -hmm. up, everybody's waiting. Like, that's what we look forward to at the end of the day. So I didn't stop. I did not stop. <laughs> well, and um, I, I want to ask y'all: Was y'all's because Tammy's saying that special mail line was the worst? So at Mountain View, it was just called Mail Room Pass or whatever. But at Crane, it was called Special Mail whenever you got called to the mail room um, because it was girl. They hand you that letter that says, you know, this is three way mail. Um, they give you the little paper and you get the pink sheet. Anytime any type of mail is uh, denied. Uh, you have to go to special mail. Um, and it sucks, right? Because you're excited. You're thinking you're getting a book 
or <laughs> you're getting something <laughs> and then you get up there one of them denials i was in a mailroom um line behind somebody i'm not going to say her name she does watch our show and she's going to know i'm talking about her when i say this but she was arguing with that poor mailroom lady and she said it's not inmate mail. Give me my letter. That's not from an inmate. That's from my sister. And the lady said, looked her right in the eye and said, ma'am, the letter says, dear wifey. <laughs> the, girl, the girl just put her head down. Like what else could she do? You know, she couldn't, she couldn't say anything. And that was that, that was the end of that three-way. I also wanted to say about the notice that they send to the person who three ways the mail. So my sweet grandmother, y'all, my grandmother was my ride or die and still is, but definitely throughout my entire incarceration. And that first year when you get separated from your, when you go from your intake unit, I had spent eight months at um, Plain State. I had made connections, made bonds there, play sisters, all of that. And then bam, I moved. And so what do we do? We want to contact the people. We want to let them know where we're at. We want to let them know we're okay. And here, my poor grandmother, you know, she's getting these mail and not understanding why she has a mail from me to someone else. Like it's not clicking. And then she comes to visit and I'm like, this is what I need you to do, grandmother. And I put her on and she did great until she started sending my mail with letters from her that said, here's your mail from your friend at the oh, other unit, honey. Damn. Damn. <laughs> and got, about the third one that she put that, I was like, how are these getting through? Because Lane <laughs> Murray just scans the mail. Then about mm -hmm. the third one, it was, here I am at the mail room. No, ma'am, you can't have this. And my grandmother, whatever they sent her, terrified her. She says, oh, I don't yeah. want to get in trouble. I don't want to do mm -hmm. that again. I don't, what if, that, what if I get in trouble? And I thought, well, it's not against the law, grandmother. It's just against that facility's rules. Yeah, but they said, okay, you're right. Let's not do it anymore. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that was the end of that for sure. So. Yeah, I, I had a, a girlfriend that um, she got bench warranted and we knew she was going because she had won her appeal. Right. And so I had schooled her exactly. This is how you send mail because her friend was going to do it. And, and he was very reliable um, and he knew what to do. I said, but, you know, you got to find that notebook paper that that doesn't have any any indication that it's from a correctional facility, you know, put this address, you know, this certain address on your um, return on your letter. Like there is a whole way to, and I would, we did this for almost a year until um, yeah. Until I left until I made parole. So, I mean, and it was stressful. I was like, Oh my God, this stuff is going to get caught because that, I mean, our mail room read our mail. And so I really had to talk like I was living at home. <laughs> it was stressful for you because you didn't ever do anything to get in trouble oh, while you here were incarcerated. We it would not here have been stressful. Go. Me and Peaches would have handled our business. Let me tell you something about uh, Pretty Jones Girls 7 over there. <laughs> One day I'm in the commissary line and Brittany and I don't live together. Brittany, my girlfriend, Brittany from prison, for those of you who don't know, um, she lived in a different dorm. And at that time, her and Peaches lived in the same dorm. And I'm in the commissary line going to the store. And what do I want to do? I want to get some commissary over to Brittany. So, so Chanel's a dorm is coming into the chow line and I start looking for my people. Hey, can you take something back? Can you take something back? And I got a handful of people. Yes, yes, yes. I passed off everything. By the time Chanel came out, she's like, what you got? Well, I had a pint of ice cream. <laughs> and <laughs> my friend stuck that pint of ice cream in her shirt. And she went right. It was about 108 degrees outside. <laughs> she went right onto that dorm and passed that ice cream off. She is down. Now, Jennifer, I just don't even think you would have taken a piece of mail for me. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't have, but I would have convinced 
some poor girl that was in love with me to take it for you. So I oh, that way. was you. That was that me. Sure was. <laughs> you said, "Go oh get my that mail. Go get that mail." I, I almost baby, said some names. Go get that mail for Marcy. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I better not. I better not say any names. Yeah. Yeah. Peaches. <laughs> Jennifer did her time a whole different way than you and I, I did see, our time. I see. Because I, I, I did everything. We, Look. Chanel and I just dived right into the environment, <laughs> made ourselves at home. And uh, yeah. Did not care now, about the consequences. Peaches, no. you, you know, because I, Marcy likes to tell people and remind people that I did almost 20 years and I had two minor cases. Oh, that was it. Lord. In 20 years. Look, she had Chanel's gone off on that. <laughs> she's gone. She she's through messing with you. She she's through with you. And I don't blame her. I tell myself all the time, Peaches. See, I should have before I got involved in on the rec yard with Tunchi here, I should have looked at her credentials. Like how many times Honey, have you been to the to wait a minute uh, to, to yeah, say I mean, but but let me yeah. tell you something though. Let me tell you something. I did everything y'all did essentially just never got caught. Hmm. Now, that's true. Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm, real. Mm -hmm. Where did the cat go? I was gonna put her on camera. <laughs> Remy says yeah, she remembers ready. passing socks at chapel services to her girlfriend in G and G4 in medium custody, passing whole socks. That's a whole another concept that's definitely in the prison community. <laughs> I remember when I first got to prison, somebody was like, How are you gonna take that in a sock? And I'm hearing them, and I'm like, in a in a sock, it's not occurring to me that they're actually using a sock as a bag and packing it. And that's how they're transporting groceries, basically groceries and hygienes across the unit. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. Brittany's now, in the background, y'all. And she said, but I got my ice cream that day. She did. <laughs> and it was probably still, it wasn't even melted. Um, she, she said when Peaches handed it to her, she said, I want some of that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh. Now, you, you know, Marcy, with the sock thing, right? Now, if y'all are on my TikTok, you can go look at the more in-depth story about the sock that my friend that I worked in the library with, she ended up with trichomonas and she didn't know how she got it. Okay. We looked at her medical records. It said infection trichomonas and she was like jennifer i have not had sex with her girlfriend that lived in another dorm she goes i have it in months i said okay hold on i mean i'm a health educator we need we, it got there somewhere it didn't just magically develop in your body it had to be introduced so trichomonas is one of those sexually transmitted infections that you can also get from like sharing bathing suits or washcloths or things that are damp, right? So we traced it back when she started symptoms. She was like, well, it was around so-and-so's birthday. It was like two days after so-and-so's birthday because I remember it. I remember it because you you immediately notice those symptoms, right? I said, well, then, then it had to be near then. Tell me everything you did. So she starts talking, okay, this, this, and this. And she goes, then we went to rec and um, we ate some burritos in the rec yard. And then I took some back in. So I had to go. I said, who gave you burritos? <laughs> Where were those burritos from? She goes, well, my girlfriend um, brought them, pulled them out. Okay. Because if people are watching, they don't understand how we're packing. And you do wonderful videos on explaining that process, but you're putting that sock full of, whatever you're passing, in this case, burritos in between your legs, up against your body, inside of your clothes, right? So it was a hot- In your panties, in, in your panties. In your, your panties are holding it in place. Holding it, and you pull it tight, wow. right? So it's up against you because if you get padded, you want it to feel like flesh. You don't want it to feel like you've got something in there. Anyway, she takes it out. She goes, well, I just put it right in there and then took it on inside. I said, that's, that's how you got it. And I said, I can guarantee you she's got trichomonas. Go look at her pill pass. And she snuck her pill pass out of her ID holder. And I said, I can tell you what medication it is. And there it was. So she was having sex with someone in the dorm that was having sex with an officer. So 
I, so I told people all the time, y'all packing all those burritos and all those items inside and then switching it out and handing it to somebody else. It's transferring a lot of, a lot of juice, a lot of it, juice that you don't want. <laughs> you had to say oh, juice. That's the word you put. Is that the word you used? How tacky, how tacky. Y'all got me out here on this rec yard talking like we're really at rec. And that's what I would have said. All them juices yeah. being passed. And that's real, Marcy. And that's how people would get trichomonas passing stuff, packages like that. Well, I lived my life that way. <laughs> I mean, Brittany and I did not live together. Yeah, Sh Chanel and I. I mean, I can't remember like a pinpoint a time, but I would be shocked if there's not a time that something went from my pants to hers or vice versa, because it, we knew if we saw each other that we were both slick enough and we were both down to do what needed to be done. And that was <laughs> happening. I will say this. Some Brittany sent me a shirt one time, a t-shirt, and she sent it through the chapel and she couldn't, she, her dorm wasn't coming or whatever the situation was. The person that brought it, um, I'm, I'm making sure I'm not saying this story in a way that it's going to offend somebody directly because I don't want that to happen. Um, but she packed it just the same way you're describing, except there was not a sock. So oh. when I got it, you know, it's a hundred degrees outside and Yes, it was horrible. Oh <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> and I, it's contraband now because I have it. I have to do something with you gotta it. You got to do something not, with it. I'm not going there with it, but I have to put it on my body some way. And yeah, it was horrible. The next mail that I wrote to my poor girlfriend was, please don't ever use her again <laughs> to send anything. <laughs> It was bad. It was horrible. With no, no protective coating. No. Hey, y'all remember packing though, when people would just try to pack like a package of tuna or chili and the edges around that package. Oh like my crazy. God. That, was, <laughs> that will cut the inside of your thigh like a razor blade and, and stay that way. If an officer saw it, they would think you had been cutting. Yeah, that's serious. There was one time, and I'll say her name because she wouldn't mind, I don't think. <laughs> I'll say her, Deja, I'll say her prison nickname and not a real name. Deja. So, Deja, yes. So, we are um, in, she had gotten to medium custody and someone had owed her a significant amount of commissary and we were getting it to her through chapel through a chapel service, she's packed like several people brought her stuff and she's just one little thin person. <laughs> and so she's got stuff everywhere that you can think socks, uh, waistline, panties, sides of your bra, back of your bra, under your breasts, everywhere you can think of. And she's walking out of the chapel and a chicken pouch, which y'all, it's like an aluminum rectangular pouch like tuna fish comes in except it's chicken chunk it's just starts falling down the inside of her leg <laughs> and she's walking because there's an officer at the chapel door like holding the door open for them to watching them leave the chapel so she's trying to play it cool and I'm behind her and she's like oh it's coming it's coming and here it comes down the inside of her pant leg comes this chicken pouch and, and she just kind of shakes her leg a little and keeps walking and I walk right over it somebody behind us like what this chicken doing on the ground <laughs> it's like be quiet shut <laughs> up yeah, just why would you call it out <laughs> so shut yeah i don't know Man, how this this went well, we just went from, talking about prison pin pals well you know <laughs> but it's is how it goes on the rec yard I, I do want to say this though, Marcy, because I was talking with, you know, talking about some in our more professional settings and in the work that we do with, you know, bills and legislation and stuff like that. We were talking about the concerns of searches 
with contraband, right? Like, well, you know, we have to do these types of searches to make sure, you know, you don't have contraband. So when when legislators hear that, they think of men and they think of the stuff that men have on them, which is uh, hardcore drugs, weapons, cell phones, uh, like this is what they're hiding in their body and on their body, right? And I'm like, I, I understand what you're saying and the concerns here, but we're talking about women. And when we talk about women in contraband, we are not talking about the same things, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying a woman, I've in 20 years never saw a cell phone. I saw a little bit of weed, um, some pills sometimes, but our contraband was food, tampons, toilet paper, and eyeshadow. You know what I mean? It wasn't the kind of stuff that that when we are, you know, trying to get, and I think that's what we do when we, we try to do our advocacy work is try to get people to understand the differences between the male experience and the female experience. So um, definitely just wanted to point out how, you know, as we're talking, like how different our contraband is. Yeah, someone, that's a question that's asked to me often. And when someone says, what's the most common contraband that you saw? I say free world makeup. And that's mm -hmm. uh, sewing needles. You know, these are the kind of things we're talking about. We want to look cute and mend our clothes. We're not trying to really necessarily stab each other or. Right. Um, we we just want to clean up our appearance, you know, stitch up our holy clothes that they've issued us and and eat. Right. Because what we're receiving in the chow hall is absolutely not sufficient. So a lot of what we're passing back and forth is food. And hygiene. And hygiene. Yeah. Absolutely. I can't tell you how many hygiene packs I've sent. Um, so there she is. Hi. Hi, baby. Yeah, yeah, definitely not um not the kind of contraband that they're concerned with. And um since you brought that up. Since you and I want to answer your question, Linda May, um, and I'll get to that, I promise. But since you brought up that about the contraband, I there was recently a bill that went in front of the corrections committee, and I don't want to get into too much legalities because we're on the rec yard. We don't really talk about that here too much. But um, it was just a bill about officers wearing body cams, and I'm and I was so for it because I have seen so much abuse of power by correctional staff in the form of sexual assault, in the form of sexual harassment, spraying women in the face, multiple officers jumping on women, that body cams would have significantly reduced that number, right? But when I put it on a certain Facebook page that was predominantly ex-male offenders, their first thoughts were, uh-uh, we do not want the officers to have body cams because then their businesses that are going on in men's prisons, that, that shuts it down because the uh, officers are a part of that. I see. And he I said, see. you know, he said, I'm not trying to be a jerk here. I'm just, and I said, Hey, I'm not trying to throw, I'm not throwing shade. Your experience was different than mine. And that, you know, I, I respect your opinion because it, it's his opinion and it's based on his experience, which was based on my experience, they need them, you know, so right. I, I'm not throwing shade if that is your opinion, but it was just so eye opening when I was reading that commentary, I was like, man, these guys that were locked up in the same state that I was in had such a completely different experience than, than I did. So, right. Yeah. No, and, and, and Marcy, it's not, you know, y'all know, it, it's not just our, our, our day to day, like, but it, it is, it's, it's all facets of it. Like even talking about the problems with ankle monitors and well, let's make it a criminal offense. I'm like, okay, but women are punished differently than men. Like mm -hmm. men aren't strip cert, like, you know, the, 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 the escape that happened, uh, on the bus, right? Like, well, it was a failure of strip searching and doing this and doing this. Of course it was, right? However, that is not our experience as women. We are stripped out of proportion. We are searched out of proportion. Uh, it's like this this huge extreme 
that happens to us as men and women and how different that that really is. I want to answer Linda May right quick. Um, she's just asking if they lock our cell doors at night. So there's a different housing styles in each prison. It's not necessarily all cells. Some are open dorms. So that dorm is always locked, but you're not necessarily locked in a cell. If you're in cell block, those cell doors are locked. You are locked in your cell at night. Now, there are ways around that as well, because um, you can rig that door so that it can pop open. And that's something that happened um, often in cell block. Uh, I don't know if it's still happening often. Um, I want to hit this next question also. Thank you all so much for hopping on here. And thanks for these great questions. Dreamscape says, are most officers female in women's prisons? What do you all think? I think it's a variety equal. Are most officers female? In my experience, I think it was pretty much 50-50. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree. Yeah. Well, and here's a follow-up question, and I, I would love to hear y'all's opinion because, you know, I I know uh, me and Alexa were talking about it recently. Um, who do you think is more... Now, and I'm, I'm saying I know that there's a certain type of abuse that we get from men in, in terms of sexual harassment and all that kind of stuff. But I just mean overall in general, which which officers do you think treated us worse? I think it was female officers. They were to me uh, at the units I was at. And maybe that's because of the way I present myself. Maybe that had something to do with with. I don't know the way I looked. I don't know. But in my experience, female officers seem to be more cruel and inhumane than the male officers on a day-to-day. -day. Peaches? I think so, too. And then it came, I mean, you have some that um, they pick with you about your, your hair or your, your how your clothes fit. And I just feel like we we going back to they feel insecure in some form or another. Yeah, Janae thinks so too, and it makes her mad. <laughs> Janae thinks so too. Yeah, that's um that I that was my experience as well, and so much so that yeah. um. I had been incarcerated maybe a year at this point, and there was an officer, and I'll say her name, Miss Dooley. Miss Dooley at Doctor at the Dr. Lane Murray unit. She was a cell block officer, and she came for me on every set, meaning she did everything she could to pick on every any and everything I was doing at any time. And I was getting cases and disciplinary cases and disciplinary cases behind it. My husband at the time filed an ombudsman complaint and they, a lieutenant called me in and I wish I remembered the lieutenant's name. And she just looked me at the eye in the eye and said, it says here that you said Miss Dooley's picking on you because you're prettier than her. <laughs> and I said, why would he say that? <laughs> yes, that's what I told him. <laughs> But why, but why would he say that? Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, I guess because he thought, well, that's just the truth. You know what I mean? And, and that was probably the truth, right? Because, I mean, I just found that female officers and female staff, and I think this kind of speaks to maybe how society trains us or brainwashes us to be competitive with one another, to, um, you know, turn against each other because it keeps us from being united all the time. And, and I think that terrifies men, women united. So like Peaches said, they would come in feeling with less empowered, you know, not treated as well where they work uh, and taking that out on us because the male officers, they just always seemed very aloof. And I'm not saying there weren't ones that were dicks because there were, but they seemed very almost detached and could, could kind of lash out every once in a while. And you just stayed away from them. You knew to stay away from them, but man, those, some of them, mm, them female guards were 
we're vicious. Remy says um, her first day on the Murray unit, she was sent home from chow because her boots weren't covered, meaning her pants just weren't all the way over the top of her boots. Um, and we did. That is something that you got in trouble for at Lane Murray. You got disciplinary cases for it. You got denied chow for it for something as ridiculous as the bottom of your pants not being completely right. Um, and it says uh, and. They, they told her, get used to it because they mess with the studs on this unit all the time. And that mm -hmm. just reminded me, Peaches and I um, and some of our other friends from Lane Murray did a collaborative video on TikTok one time. And it was, what's your pet, most pettiest disciplinary case? And my girlfriend was at the end of that video and she said, you, you get a case just for looking like me. Right. You know, and and then our our friend star just chimed right in and said, you're sure right. Just just for looking like us, you get a case. And that's exactly what Remy's talking about. They stand out. And um, I think that that's something also. So I, I that's one thing that if you were going to prison and just doing a little bit of time and trying to stay out of trouble, you you don't want the officers to know your name. You don't want to stand out against the crowd. You want to just blend in because any anything different about you that draws their attention, that'll do it. Well, do it. And I'm, I certainly agree in the sense that, that people that look like Brittany or myself, and I, I worked hard the first year or two when I got to Mountain View to make sure that people saw me as your old lesbian aunt, right? Like... Not a dude, not, and there's nothing wrong with being, if you identify like that, right? But anybody that was presenting more, um, less femme was treated like garbage. There, there is, we could do a whole episode, y'all, on the obsession with girl on girl, lesbian, mass presenting in prisons. It, it's an absolute obsession with uh, the staff at TDCJ going back. I looked at something recently on social media, going back to the early 1900s, late 1800s. It, it's, it's so bizarre. Um, yeah. What were you going to say? I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, I mean, you're, you're right. And I, this, I'm just making all these mental notes. So we're, we're in our last three minutes. So I want to make sure <laughs> that we do a couple things. Now, next week we have a, do we have that planned for sure? So I'm going to make sure that I tell our guests that we're doing it. Um, but as far as I know, yeah, we need to do it. Yes. Okay. So we're going to talk about, we're going to have a whole episode talking about medical transportation for women in TDCJ, what that looks like, what women have to endure to do that. Um, I mean, it's, it doesn't sound like it would take an hour, but I promise, I promise that it does. Um, and if you want any kind of teasers as to what that might look like, you can look at my Instagram page um, or our advocacy Instagram pages, Linus or Statewide Leadership Council. Maybe it's just on Linus. Either of those Instagram pages, y'all hit them up. And there's a couple of videos that kind of um, give you an idea of some of the things women face on there. And um, we're excited. You want to tell them why we're going to do that, Jennifer? Why that's yes. important that the timing is now for that? Right, right. So we are in the middle of legislative session here in Texas, and there is there are two fantastic bills um, that we're trying to get hearings for that would correct all the inhumane treatment and practices that the prison system does when we go on medical transportation. So um, it's it's super important. We want to see this legislation passed, and we're just trying to get the word out and just really show the world why this is an important piece of legislation. Yes, 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 yes. I'm excited for it. And um, Peaches, okay, I'm going to try to do it while you're on the, I don't know if I can or not. I'm not sure if I'm fast <laughs> enough. Uh, I want to do it. It's at, so if I look funny, at Pretty Jones, Jones Girls, right? Seven? Is that what it is? At Pretty Jones Girls Seven? Oh, my TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's see. How come I don't have that? Nobody's. Mercy, okay. you're just now telling me. Um, 
Telling you what? About the ticker? About, no, not the ticker, about um, Peach's TikTok page. I don't, well, that's your fault because I plug her every chance I get and you just don't pay attention to me because what? anytime she, you, yeah, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. So she is pretty girls, pretty Jones girls seven. Her content on TikTok um, is single mom life, post prison life, um, anti-racism, humor, um, love she's all for equality it's just a positive page all around with and touches on um her life in general right anything you want to say about that peaches um y'all welcome to follow me uh i haven't been on there so much lately i got a little stuff going on but um, i'm on there yeah, yeah, you guys hop on there for sure. Check her out. Um, thank you so, so much for joining us. And um, I know your life is busy and it's hard to get an hour in the evening. So it's like extra special that you're here. I appreciate you very, very much. So next week, we're she talk- lasted that long. <laughs> she did great. She did she great. She did awesome. Yes, she did awesome. So next week, we're talking about medical transport. But the week after that, I'll give you a little hint because I have some. Um, um, we we want to do some comparisons, men's units versus women's units. I have two men who did time in Texas that are willing to come on, and I'm excited for that. That's in two weeks. Um, so you guys just keep coming back. We'll be here next Wednesday night, 7 p.m. on the rec yard, same time, same place. And until then, we will uh, be thinking about y'all. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out and tuning in. We'll see y'all later. Do the smile. <laughs> <laughs>